0: Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Forever Bogus Podcast, and it's me. Your bogus hosts, uh, the Dark Lord B-Boy Bogus Bryce, <laughs> staring at the dark eyes of my best friend, Jamie Killsby, uh, a.k.a. Hey, it's
1: Dark Lord Payne
0: here,
1: and, uh, you know, your favorite poetry reader at the middle school <laughs> lunch table. <laughs> I can't
0: hold it in anymore! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey there, Jamie. J-Dog. j <laughs> Oh, man. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this installment of the Forever Bogus Podcast.
1: The Forever Bogus Gothcast.
0: Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Forever Bogus Gothcast. Because we've already covered punks. We've already covered butt rock. What's next, Jamie?
1: The The, the next one is what I think is, is maybe the most... Um, You know, highest survival rate subculture, meaning it's still around and it's always evolving, is the goths. Yes, man. Did you ever go through a goth phase? I had a a period of time where, I don't know, the lines were blurred a little bit. I had a lot of those black rubber band bracelets, you know, those things. Oh like the yeah! Ones. I thought
0: those were like a sexual thing. I thought like when you lost your virginity, yeah, like break it or you something. Know, people
1: always said that, but like you just go in a hot top and get him. You didn't have to like suck the guy <laughs> off or anything. You, they, they would just let you buy him.
0: Well, I, I had to. Right. I had to go in the back well, parking lot of of hot topic. It was. Well, a we're going we're gonna find out who that
1: was, and and we're gonna you know figure <laughs> out what his. He probably has a film career now. We're gonna ruin it. We're gonna cancel that motherfucker.
0: I went through a goth phase, kind of. I'd say it was more of like an emo phase, but it definitely bled into the goth genre mm. because I was definitely listening to the cure and like Joy Division yeah. and a lot of the goth bands from the 80s. I didn't
1: have a proper goth phase, uh, but the closest thing I had, I guess, like I was I was pretty into new metal for a while. I really okay. liked Slipknot. <laughs> I felt like, you know, man, they just got untalented white guys pinned down untalented white teenagers i should say yes. like you know that all their lyrics are like and we're fucking different you don't understand me but we're gonna party and i'm like 13 i'm like that's me yeah i'm that kind.
0: <laughs> right i'm so misunderstood don't look at me <laughs>
1: <laughs> well that's right folks we are talking about goths on the show and you know how we are here on the show we're not gonna dive too serious into it. Of course, everything is through the lens of pop culture and film and television. So we're going to talk about our favorite goths. And I'm sure I'm really excited to hear yours because one of yours I know you're going to talk about is one of my favorite dumb things on TV, (laughs) on sitcom television. Uh, So I'm really excited for you to get to that. I'm going to. But um, let's talk about the goth subculture uh, from a historical standpoint, just really briefly, just so we can get it out in the air. Good idea. I think that everybody knows what a goth is. A goth is, a, you know, usually like a teenager, kind of angsty, dressed in all blank. Unless um, you're Robert Smith.
0: You're like in your Unless 50s you're Robert Smith. and you're still in your goth phase. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know. God bless him. Uh, no, he's, he's way older than 50 I now. think you're right. Uh, he, he looks like a pile of Play-Doh with a black <laughs> wig <weight> on him. <laughs> but... Right. Uh, God bless. He wrote some good stuff. God songs. bless. Yes. Uh, anyway, the the uh, yeah no no you know angsty edgy teenagers wearing all black and you know my life is dark emotions and blah blah blah. You know a goth when you see it. But the history of the goth subculture can be dated back to late seventies uh, in the UK. Okay. It was sort of a spin-off of the punk movement. Uh, bands like Susie and the Banshees, Bauhaus, The Cure, and Joy Division. All started popping up, and they were doing this sort of like alternate take on the punk thing, but it wasn't as aggressive, and it was a little darker. It was a little more emotional. It was pulling from gothic film and literature, and you know your your Bram Stoker yeah. and stuff like that.
0: Edgar Allan Poe. It's I'd say there's a fine line of like bleeding into the macabre. It's very interesting.
1: Yeah, and I and and this is still goths are not really. It'll, it'll never be extinct because it always evolves. Yes. There's always some, you know, like the current version is like some, you know, purple haired girl on TikTok.
0: Or it's just the emo revival because I feel like emo and goth go hand in hand. Right.
1: It's close. Yeah. Uh, emo wouldn't exist without goth. That's for sure. But the, uh, yeah. So 1976, we saw Susie and the Banshees. Uh, they, they appeared. And that was kind of like really, you know, I love music and uh, I, I I consider myself somebody who knows a lot of it. I mean, there's um, there's certainly people that know more. But that's like kind of the earliest example, 1976 with Susie and the Banshees. And around the same time, Joy Division started. And it's a very long-survived culture because uh, it's constantly evolving. Yeah. And I'm going to start right in the beginning. Or, or like one of the earliest pop culture references to goth. Culture that I could find, okay, which is in 1985, which is Ali Sheedy's character, mm. Allison Reynolds, in The Breakfast Club, basket case, okay, <laughs> right? The basket case, yes, yeah. Allison Reynolds, man, uh, her character kind of like that weird, indescribable, hot. Does that make sense?
0: <laughs> no, it makes total sense, like, it's like. You, you don't fully understand it, but she at the end when she kind of changes her image a little bit, you see that play out more, and you're like, "Oh wow, right. I was right! I was right yeah. to begin with."
1: Yes, man. So yeah, 1985. This is a John Hughes joint. This is one of his earlier pictures. Wrong there, like pretty in pink and all that stuff. One and of then, his best, in yeah, my and, and it's one of his best. And and not only is it one of his best, but it's just sort of like. It's memed essentially. It was a meme before memes were a thing. You know, that yeah. freeze frame ending. Don't you forget about You know, <laughs> yes. it, anytime you have something like that that just bleeds out into other culture, you know you've created something that's pretty important. Yep. I mean, Agreed. episodes of Futurama, all these different movies and TV shows, they've all referenced Breakfast Club. It's everywhere. It's in our culture. And within is. that, it's still in our culture. I don't think it's going to really go anywhere. I doubt it. Because there That will always be weirdly relatable is that that the sort of classes you got the jock, you've got the goth, you've got the, the stereotype nerd, you got all those stereotypes they always exist and it's interesting to sort of watch this movie and the 80s sort of has you know the quintessential archetypes, but you try to place yourself like what, what was I closest to and i don't I, th- I was just like a wet. Dweeb. Like I, I use the word like <laughs> Me
0: too. I was just like
1: greasy and like I thought I was a corny cool guy. Just yeah
0: r- just dripping wet for no yeah. reason. Yeah. Like, well
1: I had too much hair gel, so it looked like it was wet all the time. I had that wet look going. <laughs> Me too, and, believe uh, it or not. Yeah. So I mean I'd like to think that if I was in school in 1985, I'd be cool enough to hang out with Eric but I don't know, man. I think I was even a notch below her, you know.
0: I kind of agree with that, but I was a little more outgoing. Like, she was pretty shy. She didn't really talk much. She looked dirty, but I was a lot more outgoing. I had a bunch of friends and stuff, so I really don't know where I would fall in all those stereotypes.
1: I hope that, you know, the history books write itself well with our wet look, you know, the wet hair gel. (laughs) You know, when the history book is written, that's the thing. You don't see, you know, in all all horror films, you see, like, you know, Turn of the century ghosts. You never see wet hair gel ghosts.
0: Eventually, I think you will. Yeah. Yeah. Look up behind you. Uh, Funny story I used to like do the little duck bill, you know, Uh, right at the end with my hair. And I used this putty. Like it was like this really thick. Kind of white looking putty, and I guess I was in a hurry one day and just threw it in my hair. Didn't realize I still had a glob of it like sitting on the side of my my forehead. And oh. I spent half the day at school, people pointing at me and making fun of me, thinking I had cum on my forehead. Something until about a Mary. friend was like, yeah. "Hey, okay, I can't I can't do it anymore. You have something on your head." Yes, like, what? So yeah, devastating. I think about that about 3 a.m. quite a few times. <laughs>
1: Anytime you're about to fall asleep, you just yes, think about I that wad of hair gel like, on your God head. God damn it! Jesus Christ! It's the reason. <laughs> it, it's the reason for everything in your life. The whole every, the, your life has fallen the way it has because of that clump of hair gel on your and head. And
0: you know what happened? I dyed my hair all black. I started wearing black clothes, black eyeliner mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, makeup. Mm-hmm, like I mm-hmm. went all out. I went all goth.
1: Well, <laughs> now that you're now that you're in the realm of goth. Let's yes. hop over to TV land, man.
0: Who, who properly represents this culture to you? I'm glad that you worded it that way because I kind of want to re- represent it like how we did with the punks and stuff. And uh, a lot of my picks are people who turned goth and it was like a fad. They didn't actually embrace the goth culture or anything like that. It was just like yeah. a phase or something. A
1: lot of TV shows don't have goth characters as mainstay characters. It's usually like a a phase. That, it's
0: not a phase,
1: mom. Right. But It, right. But it, is. Season. it very much is. There, yeah. there
0: are a few characters that definitely – are that way, and they they're kind of mainstays um, for the series. But the first one on my list is AJ from The Sopranos. Oh yeah, he had a little phase. He it was kind of a little phase. Did you did you watch The Sopranos when it first like started I didn't, premiering? And stuff? I didn't watch
1: it when it first premiered. I was actually exactly twenty years late to it. Wow, and I watched me it all too. the way through, and I was like, "This show is exactly what everyone says. It is fucking great."
0: So I literally just finished it the other day. Like yeah. they finished the last season and everything and wrapped up. Uh, when everyone was talking about the ending and how like bleak it was, I mean, it was, they were so right.
1: Yeah. But anyway,
0: I love it. I can't believe it took me that long to, to watch it all the way through. And um, on the sixth season, I think it's like the 16th episode or something. It's called chasing it. And AJ proposed to his longtime girlfriend, Blanca, who accepts after like some sort of hesitation, but later in the episode ends up breaking up with him completely. Mm. And uh, AJ did exactly what I did in middle school and went completely goth. It was just for like a day or so, but he yeah. went all out. Like he was no trying to yeah. He went black hair, completely dyed. He's wearing black eyeliner and lipstick, like thick black AJ, lipstick. <laughs> AJ, what is this? My son coming into house he's dressed like a fucking woman. He's got... What do you want from me, Dad? He's got lipstick. I'm
1: depressed. I want you to act like a fucking soprano. I want you to act like a fucking man.
0: No, fuck you, Dad. <laughs> What'd you say? Come here, you fucking fuck. Uh-
2: <laughs> you fucking
0: son of a bitch. I raised you. I raised so you to t- be an Italian man. So Tony, his dad, absolutely did not accept this. And uh, pushed him around quite a bit. I think there was a moment where I thought he was going to beat him up. Yeah. Uh, like like one of his clients or like one of his employees or something. But uh, what I love about the show the most, and I'm going to stand, stand on my soapbox just for a moment here, is the whole mental health aspect of the show. Right. And the, the, the stigma that like, males uh, do not need it. And like, it's, people are, males are looked down upon for getting the mental help, right. Especially back in like, the late 90s and early 2000s when this show was going on. And I love that it really kind of played up on that. And they played up on the mental health and how it is actually important. To yeah. live a good, fulfilling life.
1: It, it was good. It was ahead of its time that way. And now, yes. obviously, mental health is a priority for everyone. But yeah, there was certainly a period of time where it was like, I don't want people to know I go to fucking psychiatrist. What a yes. fucking name, you know? Like, it's exactly what happened. It, it, it made you appear weaker, especially somebody yes. um, in Tony's position who was a boss of people. You know?
0: Yep, yeah. exactly. Well, let's take it back to the movie theaters here. What's next on your list?
1: Well, this this is definitely a movie pick, but it also transcends all media because i gotta talk about the queen here not not technically a
0: goth but can't i mean pretty gothy elvira mistress of the dark see that's what i was saying earlier Where there's this fine line of the like entering into the macabre and elvira passed that fine line
1: yeah so elvira uh cassandra peterson who is elvira uh she she describes elvira as a punk vampire hybrid so she she never really uses the word goth but i mean it's all there the black hair the black makeup or heavy makeup black dress she's got the jewelry black nail it's it's she's she's goth through and through but uh maybe she doesn't describe it that way maybe i wouldn't even describe it that way but i i think she's a great representation of of what a goth is um because there is sort of that level of what you were talking about before, you know, it's a phase, and you see in these sitcoms, you see kids come and go. There are a couple. Some people are lifers as goths. You know, mm-hmm. she's and definitely I, one of them. I have a. We have in this, a couple cities over in Newark, New Jersey. There's a place called QXTS, which is a goth nightclub. And what uh, is it yeah, still open? It's very much still open. Oh man, I want to go. Uh, my wife and I went in there about right before uh, COVID hit. Now, and did you go
0: like in poser outfits or did you just go in your normal clothes?
1: No, you know what? Because the the big arena here in the state is like up up the block. So we okay. were actually in town to see uh, Phil Collins. And <laughs> wow. uh, and we had time to kill him. We were like, oh, let's go into QXTs. Let's go. I, into I the really God hope Club. that he
0: was doing the Tarzan soundtrack. Like, just, that's all he played that night. I just think the he did play
1: uh, the main song. I think he did okay. play the main. <laughs> but uh, actually, great show. But he. Yeah, we had time to kill, so we decided to look into QXT's, which is the goth nightclub down there, and yeah, like it is a it it is like going into Dracula's cave, like the it wow. looks like a cave down there. There is like. A guy who is like a vampire, he's sitting up on a throne and people are kissing his hand and stuff like that. It's dark and there's red lights and they're bumping It sounds like music. an opening to
0: a CSI episode. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. And then you two walking in with your yeah. Phil Collins t-shirts. Yeah. Wow. no, we were, I was
1: dressed nice because that was like a $300 ticket concert. So I wore like a That's blazer insane. and stuff. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and we were totally at play. So basically what I'm saying is like, you think you want to be a goth. It you can't you don't take you don't have what it takes to be a goth. Yes, it it is a life. Okay, it is but any anyway. lifestyle. Okay, Cassandra Peterson. Uh, so she joined this uh, comedy group called the Groundlings in 1979. I don't know if you ever heard of the Groundlings. Nope. But uh, oh yeah, so you this is definitely something you want to look into. The Groundlings were okay. it's sort of like UCB. You know, it's this sort of improv group, and they put on shows and stuff. And they've been around for years. I don't know if they're still going or not. I think so. But um, a lot of really famous and interesting people came from the Groundlings. They got their start in comedy. And actually, the Groundlings is where Cassandra Peterson met Paul Rumin's, a.k.a. Pee Wee oh. Herman.
0: Okay, that's that makes they, total sense because I've seen them together quite often. Yeah, like they're, they're friends.
1: They're together a lot. That uh, she's in his movie. They're kind of always kind of cross promoting and doing stuff together. They, they're mm-hmm. lifelong friends, basically since 1979. That's and, awesome. And uh, other people that came from. Uh, I mean, you could go through the uh, Groundlings site and see everybody that came from there. But I mean, uh, Will Farrell was the ground was in the Groundlings. <laughs> Will Forte, Phil Hartman, Phil Lamar, a voice actor, and damn, uh, yeah, yeah, really so,
0: a lot of like heavy hitters.
1: A lot of really heavy hitters from the from the ground links. And actually, when she, Cassandra Peterson was in the ground links, she started developing this um, sort of valley girl character. And uh, that would be like the main drawing point for Elvira, not visually, okay. but like the voice and the ditziness and the way she talks and all, you gotcha. know, all that stuff. So, fast forward a few years, two years exactly, in 1981, um, a television personality named Larry Vincent, who's better known as Sinister Seymour. He was the 80s host, (laughs) 70s, I think he was all the way back to the 60s. He was the host of the L.A. weekend horror show Fright Night.
0: Okay, uh, you brought this up on the show before, I believe. Yeah,
1: yeah, so he was a horror host, classic horror host, Sinister Seymour. He passed away in 1981, and they were instantly looking to replace him with a female host. And they wanted to draw, they wanted somebody... Sexy that could, you know, draw extra people in. And they wanted to kind of pull off of that vampira oh, character. Makes sense. So just regular casting call. Cassandra went out for it. Uh, she got it. But actually her original idea for Elvira was she wanted to base the character on Sharon Tate's character from the film Fearless Vampire Killers. Which, Never you know, seen it. Yeah. Uh, old horror movie kind of thing, you know. And uh, she's blonde and stuff like that. But they, the producers like like, that's not what we're looking for. So... And like I said before, she came up with the self-described uh, punk vampire look that we all know and love. But the voice and the characteristics and the way she talks and acts is pulled from her uh, valley girl character in The Groundlings. Okay. Um, but Elvira, yeah, I mean, we've talked about her on the show a lot. We've talked about her dog <laughs> in the film. <laughs> we uh, we've talked about her film. We've talked about her a lot. We obviously love her. We love Elvira a lot, and because uh, she she. I think in the way – what attracts me to Ernest a lot. I used to talk about Ernest in the show a lot. What attracts me to Ernest, uh, Ernest P. Worrell, Jim Varney, is like very much of his time. You know, It can't like really exist anymore. Mm-mm. And and I think Elvira is that same way. Like the horror host, classic kind of off comedy. I mean we see Joe Bob Briggs and stuff like that making his comeback. But it just can't exist in that pure form like it did for Elvira. And nope. She is uh, she's a beauty. She's still going at it. And uh, hey, man, uh, goth queen. Goth queen. That's yeah. for
0: sure. When uh, the pandemic hit, she started making her own like YouTube videos and stuff. And like she still pulls that character off so well. Like yeah. It's almost like muscle memory. And then she looks the same, too. It's like, That
1: that part is actually almost frightening because I think she's like my grandma's age.
0: I think she is a vampire, dude. Yeah, she I might actually I think she found be. a way.
1: Come to think like, you know... Somebody who banged the king of rock and roll, you could just go meet her at a, you know, a horror convention. But uh, That is
0: wild. She is the queen of goth. But let's take it back a step here. Go to the small screen. Let's talk for a moment about Mark from Home Improvement. You know that this is exactly what I was excited for you to talk <laughs> yes, about. Yes, I know. Yeah. We talked about this, I think, in the last episode. We talked about this off air. He's one of my favorite representations of goth, like poser goth, and and sitcoms. And, of course, uh, the infamous sitcom from the 90s, Home Improvement, starring Tim Allen uh, and his three kids and his wife, Jill. And the youngest, his name is Mark. And during, I think it was the last season, there's a Halloween episode, which is definitely like goth proper. Mark is feeling like an outcast from his family for some reason. He's feeling like the black sheep, pun intended. Uh, and so he makes friends with this other goth kid at school. And I guess they're taking the same like production class or something, like video production class. So he decides that he's going to make a movie about his family. And in doing so, he changes his image as well. He shaves his head. He wears like nothing but black clothes. He even has like a studded collar, which is yeah, so fucking strange on him. Hell yeah.
1: Wear that shit to Thanksgiving dinner, brother.
0: <laughs> did you did you seriously wear one? I didn't I didn't have the choker. I had okay. the, I had the black rubber
1: band wristbands. I also had um You didn't have th- like a bicep band, did you? I didn't have a bicep band. Okay, good. I had a uh I had a leather bracelet that had the metal pyramids the, going around it the uh-huh. studs yeah yes. so I, I did that and i wore a lot of black and stuff like that but and i actually remember like a cousin <laughs> called me out on it like 10 years later like i didn't see her for a long time and i was dressed normal and she was like oh we were worried about you there for a while and i was like what the fuck does that mean
0: just because you're wearing black it's yeah studs. that's what i'm saying <laughs> that's what i'm saying dog you don't well, know I, the culture so, um- that's how Mark felt. I'm pretty sure because I'm sure. the the video that he produced uh, was called "A Night to Dismember," and it was essentially about like how our, the current society was stuck in the 50s, oh, like the fake man. nuclear family, the fake like upbeat attitude, follow the other sheep, follow the rules. Like, and it's it's amazing. Like, I really enjoyed it, and I highly recommend it. That it should be on your Halloween playlist or just. Rolling in the background. Was he he only a goth for one episode? No, he was. He made a a goth appearance quite a uh, few times during that season. I think this is the last season. I'm pretty sure.
1: I really like that. Not only did he start dressing like a goth, but he also became like an edgy documentary filmmaker. Like America's bullshit, (laughs) and your family is bullshit. Everything
0: sucks. I love his attitude. Like it, he screams poser, and for some reason, that's so appealing to me. It, I don't know. Yeah, why. no, no. The, that's the
1: thing too. A lot of my picks here are like genuine goths or or close to it. But really, the most entertaining ones are when they're the obvious posers. That's the most yes. funny shit ever. And, I love it. Because you know what's great is they always do shit like um, Family Guy. Uh, Chris, oh, the Chris, son, yeah,
0: started a band.
1: He get yeah, but like yeah, that's right. He started a band and he was gone. Goth- Were you going to talk about it, Chris? No, I wasn't. Okay, okay, okay. So good. Glad I didn't bring it up. But uh, yeah, he was like, oh, God, he started a band and stuff. But when Lois finds like the, the lyrics to the CD he's been listening to and she reads it, I'm like, wait a second. I recognize that CD. It's Kid Rock lyrics that she reads. You know what <laughs> I mean? Are you kidding me? And, and and they didn't intend for that to be funny. You know what I mean? They just intended for that to just be like, oh, yeah, he's listening to edgy lyrics. So even yeah. these like comedy writers got it wrong. And, you know, that's, wow. like, kind of the shit that happens in the TV show. Like, you see, like, he's a goth. He's been listening to Creed, you know. Right. Like, <laughs> right.
0: Total polar opposite. That's amazing. I, I think another one that we should definitely focus on is Lydia uh, from Beetlejuice, both the the movie right. and the animated series. Yeah, because cause
1: I'm talking kind of about movies. You're talking about TV, and she kind of uh, – got to be she, the princess for a while and both. She transcends yeah.
0: from from the movie into a pretty popular character in the animated series. I was okay. hesitant to talk about any um Tim Burton characters
1: because they're just sort of like I guess they do fit the goth thing, but they're not re- they're just like Tim Burton, you know what I mean? They live in this goth universe. Exactly. Exactly. I mean the thing what works about Lydia and what works about Edward Scissorhands is they don't live in a goth universe. They are black sheep, quite literally. Yes. And uh, I, I think Lydia probably was a lot of alt guys' first crush as a kid, or an early right crush. Right here, I'm one yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> You're looking at one. My my first, I definitely had a crush on, on Winona Ryder, and I yes. still do. She's she's great. But um, I think my first was, was Sonya Blade from, from the Mortal, like Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she's goth?
0: You no, 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 my no, okay. my first crush okay. I'm saying. I see. Uh, well, if we're going first crushes then that's completely different than that. But oh, like, she was my first like first goth crush. crush. Okay, De- sure. Definitely. Everybody's definitely. first like alt
1: girl that they liked was Lydia Deetz right. for sure. Yes. But back to to movies. Uh, I brought up the I brought up the movie Mean Girls in the past on the sh- on the show. Yeah. And I think uh, I think it's one that a lot of people have seen. If not, I highly recommend it. I think it it really is a perfect staple for the end of the '90s and the beginning of the 2000s. You know, if you if you need a bookend to show where the yeah. '90s ends and the 2000s begins, I, I think Mean Girls is a, is a great place. That's
0: a good because you know
1: the, ni- the '90s doesn't end in '99. You know, stuff from 2001 was still pretty '90s. 2000. Yeah. You know what I mean? A a, a, gener- a a decade doesn't really end until you start seeing cultural shifts and stuff. And I think Mean exactly. Girls is a good. Um, depiction of that it's like all the 80s kids claim all the cool shit from the beginning of the 90s like yeah it was still technically <laughs> the 80s hey fuck off but yeah. uh no but mean girls would not be mean girls without the character janice played by mm. lizzie Kaplan. and um lizzie Kaplan is an actress who she, there's like six of them they look exactly the same like uh katie perry zoe deschanel if you oh, took yeah. if you took her and those two and Lizzie and Kaplan and, them and if you to, no, you just had to run into a circle, and, and like and then the, you'd be like, who's who's who? Who's you ever see? Yes. What's that movie with Nick Cage where and uh, John face Travolta off. where he takes his identity? Yeah, face off. <laughs> you would have a face off moment with these actresses because they definitely look the same. But Janice is interesting in the film because. She's actually the most interesting character in the film, in my opinion. She's not the main character, but she is actually the main antagonist. And, uh, the, you know, the posters and everything sort of portray, you know, the the quote unquote mean girl, the plastic as yes. as the heavy of the film, but Janice is a really bad one. Janice is the one who's stirring up the shit. As it turns out, she used to be in with the cool girls, and mm-hmm. the cool girls have labeled her. And I'm not I'm not I'm using their
0: words, not mine, as a dyke. So yeah. she went goth. She was exiled, and she then was so exiled. she was like, I'm going to get revenge because it's so not true. <laughs> exactly. So she went full goth,
1: and then when Katie comes around, the star of the movie, she. Basically, you know, kind of uses Katie to get in back and find, let's find out some dirt about them and blah, 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 blah. And actually, the film ends and it actually turns out Janice probably was a lesbian. You know? <laughs> well, who cares? And, I mean, it and matter, now it's but... 2021. That's actually, yeah. that's cool as fuck. Um, she'd be <laughs> mega popular. But yeah, Janice Ian, uh, a, another great in film. Actually, I like her a lot because she does sort of, um, the character is written as a proper goth, because all the goths that I knew growing up were just people that felt bullied or exiled and stuff like that. But the way she dresses and stuff is definitely kind of like written by somebody who doesn't really get it. You know, so yeah. it's not full poser, but they're it, they're yeah. It's
0: pretty fucking close. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But uh I love it. I I I actually I think this actress is super cute. Uh I've seen her in a lot of things and uh Check out Mean Girls. I, I I can't believe I'm recommending Mean Girls for the third time on this fucking podcast. And this
0: is the second time you've done so. It's, yeah. it's quite interesting. Well, let me ask you a serious question, Jamie. Sure. Um, Chris Angel, is he oh. God or butt rock?
1: <laughs> we gotta we gotta get Jonathan on the line about oh, this Oh man, one. let me yeah. dial, yeah, dial yeah. him up here. I uh, am the mind freak. Mind freak. freak. Didn't he record that song with corn?
0: shit it would not surprise me he did actually if he he did then he's new metal making him more butt rock than he is goth but i feel like his image screams fashionable goth he's he's goth for sure because
1: he's got he's got the black hair that's going over his face he's like hold his hands over his face all the time yes. with black nails. All, and all
0: black, yes. Walking
1: really fast towards the camera and stuff like and that. And I feel like some
0: of his stunts, like early on, because I feel like later he became more of like, he would he would make a perfect place on Jackass, all <laughs> this yeah. stuff oh, that he yeah, was yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm going to let myself on fire. I'm just going to go drown myself, like stupid shit, like they what's, would in what's, Jackass. What's the dude from Corn? Jonathan Davis? Is that his name? I honestly have no idea. All right, the guy All, all Korn- I know is, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think that's disturbed actually. Actually that was disturbed. I did not mean yeah. to do that. Corn uh,
1: is Corn <laughs> does the screaming beatbox in the one song. That's <laughs> the, that's <laughs> <what you're thinking. laughs> uh, But yeah, that yeah, that dude actually. Yeah, Jonathan, uh, I think his name's Jonathan Davis.
0: Guy from Corin is a goth, too.
1: Um,
0: oh, he is, but it's been tr- very interesting how he became kind of the image of new metal. And right. It's, it's interesting, because all this kind of bleeds back into the, the goth subgenre. It's yeah fascinating.
1: It, it, it's for sure that he has the goth imagery. It's just that his bass player has, like, seven strings for some reason, so they're like, oh... <laughs> <Because>
0: <laughs> he doesn't even play, like, two strings out Yeah, of the yeah, seven. exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, but what I was saying is that Early on during the Chris Angel TV show, uh, he dealt a lot with like the macabre, like a lot of the um, uh, I kind of feel like magic is also goth in a way. Magic. Uh, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is magic is goth. Magic, I think, is pretty goth. I mean, you know, because
1: even like the magicians who are not outwardly goth like Chris Angel, they don't dress in the leather and the black and stuff like that. Uh Uh-huh. They're nerds. And nerds are the ones who turn to goth when they've been exiled and Fuck. you know. You just made a serious connection. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: are all goths nerds? For sure. 100
1: percent So step away from goths for a second, like uh cannibal corpse, death metal,
0: very yeah. brutal.
1: Everything's about murder. They're all nerds though. They're they got fucking World of Warcraft tattoos and shit. <laughs> and then when D&D you shit. when you read their lyrics, it's like dragon this, dragon that. Yeah, man, yeah, like so. I think a lot of these cultures, bringing it back to goth, that have this serious thing, man. Um, it all kind of stemmed, Everybody's a nerd a little bit. I, you know, the the problem came from the oh, what are those fucking assholes called? Uh, the trench coat mafia. Uh, those oh, dickheads who do yes. the shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 'Cause they weren't explicitly goth, but they had the they listened to They had that
0: attitude. They had the
1: attitude and also like their playlist was pretty explicitly goth, all the songs yes. and bands that they pushed and they you know, when they were wearing the black trench coats and stuff like that. So for a while that sort of gave Goths a bad or a worse name, you yeah. know, because people were so associated- through the
0: satanic panic as well. Like right. so many people got, you know, goths mixed up with those people practiced satanism and stuff which i don't know i'm not going to say if all goths do not practice that more more power yeah, to no, them, but, man, but it's I, interesting that they got lumped up into that
1: yeah no yeah i mean and that brings us that brings me to uh nancy from the craft
0: oh yes you know? perfect transition
1: because she she sort of represents goth panic you know yes, what i mean yes it's like when you see when a, a, an old like Fifty-five-year-old dude in the mall sees somebody who looks like Frouza Balk in The Craft walking around. He <laughs> yeah. goes, "Oh, she probably talks to the devil and stuff yeah, like that." She's witchcraft, you know? like she's yeah, a witch. no, no. I mean, yes. yeah, And most of those girls and and guys, that's not the case. They just like the Cure and are in or, touch, or with
0: they're you. into like you know Wicca and stuff like that. Some which of them is awesome. are, some of them yes. are, but yes. uh, mostly it's just a
1: fashion statement, and 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 uh, and that's all it is. But The Craft is absolutely. I mean, I love The Craft. I actually. Back to the horror convention, I did a, I went to a whole craft reunion. I met all four of the girls. And uh, wow. Sadly, I uh, well, I won't even say it, but Faruza is is kind of was everybody's crush out of that film, right? You oh, know, yeah. and and oh, Water yeah. Waterboy and stuff like that. She she uh-huh. played a goth in Waterboy. She was kind of almost yes. the same character, but no magic. The same universe maybe. <laughs> man, I I thought when I dude, I thought she was hot in Waterboy, man. I agree. She was willing to kill people for this dude? She's the
0: devil, yes. I'd be like, hey,
1: that guy's mentally challenged. You should meet me. I'm, I'm cool <laughs> as shit.
0: <laughs> God damn it. But uh,
1: yeah, I, I, I love the craft. I, I did a whole reunion. And I met them all. And I think Farooza's character, Nancy, is definitely the goth panic. It, it's okay. it's, what everyone assumes the worst of with sure. these these goth characters when they see them, you know, I, and I was, the, you know, I think I talked about on our butt rock podcast, um, our episode about butt rock that, you know, my music taste was skewed for a few years there because my parents found my lyric book. Um, <laughs> yes. I always wanted to, I wanted to memorize insane clown posse and, and Eminem lyrics. And the best way I could do it at the time pre like internet is I would write the lyrics down <laughs> so as I wrote it was like studying so I remember so they found these notebooks and they didn't know that I was just like they didn't know my process of like, oh, I, I, this is somebody else. They just found all the shit that was like, kill your mom with a chainsaw. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the worst yeah, yeah. out so, of it all.
0: And you probably couldn't blame anybody else. Like, how did you explain that? I, I, I don't think I have to this day. I don't think I've okay. explained that to this day. Maybe I, you should bring that up on the next family reunion. Be like, I have an announcement. Maybe they forgot Mom and about dad. It. Yeah, Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe they forgot about it. You're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, let's talk about one of the, I think, one of the best representations of goths. Cause like when I think of goths, I think of like mid to late eighties, and uh, you know black, maybe uh, some dyed color in there too. A lot of studs, a lot of like black hanging clothes and stuff. I think South Park did oh, the best job man. In representing the the like, the goth kids back in the eighties. That has
1: kind of again like memed itself a little bit. At least for, in yeah. my life, I find that. Do you ever see the episode where they? The hot topic gets built into town and the goths yes, go burn. Yeah. I'm
0: going to get to that. I'm definitely going to get to that. Every single so,
1: time I walk through the mall and we pass a hot topic, I go,
0: burn hot topic down. <laughs> <laughs> I love that little song. Uh, but it's a group of gothic kids that hangs around town. I think they've been in the series for quite a while now. Um, they look like the most iconic 80s gothic kids you can ever think of, especially their, their attitude. Like they have kind of a fuck it all attitude, not like a punk attitude. They're like, fuck the government. It's like, just fuck it all. Uh, we just, we like what we like. We want to hang out with who we want to hang out with. But I love that episode the most where they, they build a hot topic in town. And going back to kind of your, uh, was it QXT yeah. uh, club or whatever, like you see kind of the vampires and stuff in there. So <laughs> in result of the hot topic being built in South Park, there are a bunch of like people dressing up as vampires. And the Goths are getting confused with the vampires uh, by the town. And the Goths are not not standing it. Like, they absolutely yeah. hate that. Because we're, we're different, man. We're different.
1: Very similar to when the uh, South Park, the adult males in South Park were, were swept with the metrosexual trend. They were still straight, yes. but they took care of themselves. So then,
0: you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that episode. And I, I love that little burn the hot chocolate yeah. down. Burn as they're like the just burn burning down. hot chocolate and everybody's running around and stuff. You've and got Butters is like... Butters is wanting to be goth, but he ends up being like a vampire. It is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I highly recommend that episode. I mean, everyone's like for a couple
1: episodes, I think Stan joins the goths for a little bit. I know Butters does for a little bit. But those <laughs> yes. three core goths, there's like the really tall, skinny one. There's the one that I think is like a baby. Yes, like he's a, a baby. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, They actually are a pretty good representation of real life goths. They might be yep. like the most accurate one, weirdly enough. I, I totally to agree. That's part. why I had to bring him up. Yeah. I just had to. Like I know the the tall skinny one with like curly hair or something. He he actually he's always talking like yeah society is just stupid. But like you know it's like <laughs> yes, that's, that's it. it. They got nice it. Job, they nice got job. Nice job,
0: man. All right, what's another movie with a with a goth in it?
1: Uh I, not to be too obvious, but I just would be remiss to not mention it, but you got to talk about Wednesday Adams,
0: The goth that doesn't know it.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. And that's kind of the thing though. That's why I, I almost don't want to bring her up because she's just born into that life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She didn't. She's 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 in a goth world surrounded. You know, but Good the whole point. family isn't is a goth. You know, little family unit, and they're in the regular world. But you know, so she. Who knows if she act, actively made the decision to dress and act like she did? You know, it's nature versus nurture. Was was yeah. when, was Wednesday Adams ever going to be a cheerleader? You know, did she or you know, with her parents being who she were she was. But I mean, that's, I mean, look
0: at the monsters.
1: The yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> uh, I know. Maybe. But that actually is. Wednesday is, it feels weird to talk about it now because she's a young girl in the movie, but you know, my age back then lined up in the right place where I thought she was super cute. Oh, me too. And then Christina Ritchie. Christina Ritchie, and then Casper. Yes.
0: And then you follow it. solidified it it for me. Yeah.
1: And then you, if you could follow it all the way to that werewolf movie. Or uh, what is that? Black Snake Moan? Black Snake Moan. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> a little different, but I, I think um, <laughs> a little different is right. A guess. little different, but you, yeah, no, no. I, so that was like,
1: yeah, that's a childhood crush, goth crush that followed me my whole life. And she was always, even in Casper, she's not like a gothic Casper, but she, she fits the narrative. You know, she's a like we, my wife and I always joke. We watch that movie several times a year, especially in October and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, when they're talking, they show the newsreel about, uh, you know. Her dad going around doing oh, shit with yeah. they say, like, and traveling the country with her, lo- his loner daughter, Kat. It's like, why, <laughs> why would you single <laughs> yes. her out as a loner daughter in this, in this, like, fucking TV? They're thing. setting
0: up the character, but, I guess. But
1: she does, yeah, there's, there's yeah, that's exposition dump. But, uh, yeah. you know, she doesn't wear all black and stuff, but she fits the bill. She's a loner. She doesn't have
0: black hair. She's into the macabre. She's into, yeah. like, the paranormal and stuff. She lives in a big spooky mansion. I mean, that was kind of exactly. against her her thing, but she does fit it, yeah. So did we decide if Chris Angel is goth or butt rock? Do we mm. come to that conclusion yet? He's goth to me. Okay. Yeah, Magic is goth. You, have you seen him recently? He looks more butt rock recently. Like, he looks like a butt rock dad. I think if you don't
1: have the chops to stay goth your whole life, like uh, Robert Smith... Uh-huh. Um, I think goth evolves and ages into butt rock.
0: Oh man, like a style. I think you know, a lot mean? of things do. Yes, because you can't carry that. Because
1: you know, the goth thing is associated with teenage years and stuff like that. Okay. You know, uh, and you got to have some balls to carry that into adulthood. And some people do, but yeah, for the ones that dedication. don't, you kind of you 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 walk that butt rock line, I guess. <laughs>
0: I guess so. Well, the last one on my list I'm pulling from TV shows is a character named Ellie Nash, and she is from Mm. Degrassi, The Next Generation. Are you uh, a fan or ever watched Degrassi, The Next Generation?
1: I've never watched any Degrassi uh, license, but I I do know, like, didn't Drake get shot on the show or am I thinking? Yes, he did.
0: He did. So. I hope nobody's making fun of me. I've kept this closeted for many of years, but I was a huge fan of Degrassi, and I used to watch it religiously for about seven years. I think it was like a couple years after uh, Drake got shot. Uh, but Ellie Nash is like this kind of alternative, more goth uh, girl who shows up in the second season, and I had the biggest crush on her. she I thought she was a babe uh hey when she, you know so, what
1: we got to do a whole degrassi episode you got to fill me in okay. on this
0: i i want to because i know our uh our listener and your buddy rob uh loves degrassi and i would I love to get him i was on almost the show not too. gonna
1: call him out because you said you said
0: oh i, I have to admit <laughs> it so i was like oh is this an embarrassing thing i don't know it, it kind of is for some people it is those who know know and love it and can relate but those who know of the show but never watched it think it's like pretty embarrassing. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's mostly just because of the, the topics that they used to cover. It was kind of exaggerated, but uh, they talked about like everything that a teenager went through, like premarital sex, uh, STD scares, smoking pot, like a lot of random things, but it was a Canadian based show. So things are a little, a, a bit much a. I they're guess. they're off,
1: like you know, yeah. It
0: is a little bit, yes, yes. But like I could LA- tell,
1: I could tell when a movie is not even like you know, you say the accent, like hey, you know, way hey there, buddy, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. I even if you don't pick that up, I when I'm watching a film, I'm like, I bet you this thing's Canadian, oh, and right. I'm almost right. I'm, I'm almost right most it's, of the time. It's
0: the feel. It's the dialogue. It's. Like, I was watching shocked.
1: I was I was watching Psycho Gorman and I'm like, this
0: has gotta be Canadian. Like oh, yeah. the, the kids Canadian. don't look
1: like real kids, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah right. it's Canadian. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh
0: but Ellie showed up in the second season. I had the biggest crush on her. She had these like uh really dark dyed hair and these ponytails. Uh she's wearing all the goth outfit and stuff. I, whew, I I thought she was hot back in the day. Um I think we should definitely cover uh, Degrassi, maybe as a whole, or just yeah. Degrassi, and the next generation, on the podcast. So, Rob, if you're listening, we're looking at oh, you. We're coming shit. at you.
1: That's a great time for Rob to come on the show, talk about Degrassi. Man, I know he's balls yep. deep in that show. Um, okay, perfect. But uh, I, I no, seriously, I'm interested in that because I, I'm interested in other people's unique nostalgia. That is like, you know, everybody's nostalgic about X Men and Street Sharks yeah. and all this shit. like, it's more tell me well-known. about weird stuff that like. You know, like I was so fascinated when you were talking about Teenage Angel.
0: Like, <laughs> Teenage I'm like, I'm like, oh, man. whoa. I do we not gotta bring know that back up I soon. don't know
1: anybody in the world that gives a fuck about that besides you. And that's what makes it so interesting to me. So I let's do another Teen Angel episode. Let's do a Degrassi okay. episode. But anyway, I, I've got i I've got a whole bunch more, and, and there's obviously gonna be ones that we didn't hit. Um, so I'm gonna rattle off a few and then I'll go to my last big pick. Okay. Uh, okay. we have Deborah from Empire Records. Uh, oh, A yeah. wonderful little film. She shaves her head. I always thought that's super cool. Um, we have Ginger Fitzgerald and Ginger Snaps. You ever oh. seen that, that series? The whole series, the whole trilogy. Oh, I, fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. Ridiculous. Dumb. Wonderful. Uh, we have the power goth couple, Ian and Aaron from Final Destination Three in two thousand six. Oh, I forgot about yeah. them. Holy shit. We yes. have. Tosh from Urban Legends back in '98. Beautiful Danielle <laughs> Harris. Uh, yep. I feel like I'm being very liberal with my uh, calling these women beautiful. I feel like maybe I need it's, to sleep a little more. But usually take a cold shower. I usually have a cap on that kind of thing. But well, uh, <laughs> uh, Eric Draven the Crow.
0: Oh, that's yeah. the biggest one. We should have started with that. When I think of Goths, that's kind of what it comes up first.
1: I mean, when I think of, like, dude, when it, when it rains out, I get, like, in the mood to watch The Crow. <laughs> Me um, too.
0: <laughs> Especially I, if it's, like, a dark morning yeah. and it's raining. Oh, man. It's
1: a great movie. Like, it, it takes, you know, you could watch it on Halloween. You could watch it on uh, Mischief Night. And, yeah, nobody is more
0: Goth than Eric Draven. I mean,
1: even the story
0: of like the actual actor and right. what happened to him on set, like that's so goth, right? So famously,
1: if you don't know, um, that is Bruce Lee's son uh, that you're seeing on on film, and he in one of the scenes, there's a lot of guns in the movie. In one of the scenes, the gun was actually loaded and it killed him uh, in real life, and there's a lot of conspiracies about uh, the Chinese mafia. Uh-huh. Uh, being involved in in the Lee family, but most likely it's just negligence, and it's a tragedy because he was a great actor. Um, he was fantastic. He had the and, look. And it,
0: This was like what a few years after his. Well, I guess it's more than than the than that where his dad died.
1: Yeah, Bruce and Lee like
0: kind of took over his 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 legacy.
1: The the like the best who ever did it. Bruce Lee passes away. His son is coming around. He's starting to be in these action movies. He's in some kung movies. He's just some low ones. He was in this one. Uh, called like Immortal Combat with Dolph Lundgren, you know? Oh no, 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 no! I'm sorry, that's Showdown in Little Tokyo. Um, yes. But yeah, uh, fucking a, yeah. Uh, what what can you what really can be said about Eric Draven the Crow?
0: Shit. So so does that make Sting like the wrestler Sting like during his hype in the mid to late nineties is, is is his image goth
1: because he Ugh. looks so similar to the Crow. It's a Crow ripoff. It's 100% a Crow oh, ripoff okay. what he's doing. okay, It saw the popularity he did, and they utilized it. Sting, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's like wrestling writers or if it's Sting himself, but he hasn't had an, an original idea in his entire life. And when he Ouch. was in, when he, he's a great wrestler, he's fine. But he is, like, yes. His characters are so dumb and I love them, but they're dumb. Like more recently, he was, he had a stint in TNA and okay. he was just Jared Leto joker or no, Heath Ledger joker. He had the sloppy makeup and he was going, Why are you serious?
0: <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, it's that the, is it's,
1: it's the cringiest shit of all time. Off? Be original. Yeah, yeah. Come on. And because I, I liked surf sting more than anything. He's original when oh, he had blonde too. hair spiked up and shit like that. That was awesome. But uh Yeah, it's just one of those things, man, where I guess they say, yeah, you're gonna be like, You ever seen that movie The Crow? Yeah, kids love that movie. Meanwhile, it's like mad later. You know, (laughs) nobody's, nobody's, no kids are thinking about the crow anymore, but, uh, actually, and that's the thing too. I don't think kids were ever thinking about the crow. That's like kind of an explicitly adult movie, but there's something about his image and having a main child or a child as the main antagonist, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, that makes it attractive to kids. Cause I know when I was a kid, I was like, I want to be the crow.
0: I thought he looked cool. And then hearing the story about what happened on set kind of elevated it just because it became more interesting. It's like, here's this dark movie. Like, I think we got one of the Batmans came out around the same year. And like, there's already kind of like this push of gothic kind of feel of movies. And then the crow comes out and it is
1: huge. I wanted to be thrown out my window to become him.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is, this is probably the most, I don't
1: know about the most mainstream goth, but this is like kind of the biggest goth thing. Around that time, at least, you know, yes. I mean, there was real money put into that film and it was very dark and, and moody and uh, he had long, wet black hair and he was shredding always his wet. guitar, always <laughs> dripping wet. It can't yes. rain for always or whatever the fuck she said. <laughs> right.
0: Well, there you go. Here's a full list of goths represented in pop culture uh, we've done punks. If you have yet to listen to that one, definitely go back and listen to that episode. We've also done butt rock. I've um, got got a couple messages from uh, some listeners telling us to do ska next. Oh wow! I don't know. I, I don't know. No, that's that something that you're interested in. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. definitely. I don't know. We'll, we'll look into that. So someday you might get a ska related episode of the Forever Bogus Podcast. Well, we have a lot coming up for the remainder of this season. Uh, we really want to keep a lot of it under wraps, but I will definitely tell you that uh, in May we're having Matt Jacobson, who worked on the set of Tammy and the T Rex, and we can't fucking wait to have yeah. him on the show.
1: <laughs> I've got a lot of questions about that.
0: <laughs> oh, me too, me too. But until then, always remember to be kind. Rewind, and we'll all stay. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. <laughs>
2: Y'all should know this, forever bogus, y'all should know this, this be the best podcast in the universe, we got the host, Rye Shoemaker, nothing like Babe Ruth candy bars, any takers and Arsenal and VHS tapes. I'm feeling really great, I'm hoping y'all are great Flea markets, yes, one for a nickel Complain about sound sounding like Angelica pickles Watching P&P, Maybe Malcolm in the middle Sail on Dairy the snail Mr. McNeely, I hope one of these days you could bring me my mail E-count, shock your love, you hoover, older pale ales you want on doper than diamonds, I got my bling with sales Thinking I'ma get riders but my prevail I got no so rhyme just community Got some lunch meat For you Nimrods Rat game, Steve Jobs On that PT style That fist